many hands make slight work, and this is a big job producing this podcast, but I've got help, and the Vancouver Island Works Project has been providing a great deal of help by creating for me a premium website, biwproject.com, for a premium website for yourself. Don't go to just Wix or something like that where you bang it together. Everybody thinks they can do a DIY website, and yeah, you can, but it's going to be missing so much stuff. If you want a K car, go get a K car. If you want a Lamborghini, you go to viwproject.com. Thank you, Manny Mandruziak, who I served with, who made this possible. Thank you for your support of Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast, by providing us with a beautiful premium website. That website is operationtraumarecovery.org. Operationtraumarecovery.org is the website that they made for us. And viwproject.com is where you go to get one for yourself. Victor India Whiskey Project.com. Stolen valor is an interesting topic. I've experienced it not just as a, a former soldier, but I am also a Freemason, or at least I used to be. Uh, years ago, I was in the Masonic Lodge for about five or six years. And it's funny, the people that pretend to also be Masons. So it's it's everywhere. It's not just former soldiers or people pretending to have had some sort of military service. It's people that pretend to be all kinds of organizations. Uh, the Freemasons, all the EMSs, people say they used to be a cop or they used to be a paramedic or they used to be a firefighter. It's, I think, the most common, at least I'm the most aware of it, within military service. But it's so funny how these people think that they can get away with it. In Freemasonry, yeah, there are actually secret handshakes. It's true. It's kind of fun. Fun to have a secret handshake. And one fella came up to me and saw my Masonic pin on my lapel back in the day. And he got all wide-eyed. And I knew immediately because he got all wide-eyed at my pin. Um, and he embraces my hand in a handshake that it was a Masonic handshake. It's true. And clearly he got it off the internet because it's one that we never, ever, ever, ever use in public. And he grips me in this um, uh, handshake, all pleased with himself, and says, you recognize that? You know what that is, right? And I said, no. I mean, I did. But I said, no, no, I don't. See you later. And I just walked away from the guy. Um, but stolen valor is everywhere. And it all comes from the same place, though. It's people that don't think that they are enough for whatever reason. They have low self-esteem or a feeling of unworthiness or a feeling that they are not important. See, the number one human need is affirmation. That sense of I matter, my voice matters. What I have done or what I am doing matters. And it is incredible the lengths that people will go to in order to get that sense of validation even if they have to live a fake Walter Mitty life in order to get it. So there's two main types of stolen valor. One is an embellishment of actual service. 
I mean, each of them are equally baffling to me, but this one is particularly odd because embellishment of actual service, it's not hard to get you caught because especially in the Canadian military, I think it's a lot easier in the American one because it's such a massive organization. But in the Canadian military, all the special teams that people claim to be a part of, uh, whether it's CSOR or GTF or um, uh, Pathfinders or a sniper or airborne or any of that, it's an incredibly teeny weeny tiny community. There's just a handful and people know who is and who isn't. Even uh, folks on GTF can't actually say that they're GTF. They'll just say that they're special forces. Um, But those that are on the inside, they can kind of read between the lines and they know if they were CSOR or GTF, just from how the conversation goes and what they look like. But for the people that are just pretending, you're going to get caught, man. You're going to get caught. So the most common uh, embellishments for actual service, the one we hear all the freaking time is, I was a sniper. I can turn you into a pink mist at a thousand yards. Well, I know actual snipers and I know that they are actual snipers because I was in the theater of operations with them and I saw their rifle and I watched them disappear and didn't know where they were for two or three days and they'd come back after a mission. Okay, you're a real sniper. I know who you are. But it is an insanely small community. It doesn't take more than a couple of uh, phone calls to know if somebody was or was not. So if you're going to embellish your service, you know, be smart about it. (laughs) There's no need to embellish any service. You should be proud of what you did. Um, I hear all the time, I was spec ops. Well, okay. (laughs) Or airborne to the point of actually wearing the white wings. Um, The red wings in Canada means you have your jump course. The white wings meant you actually served in a jump unit. Um, And I think there's a minimum amount of time. I don't know. I'm, I'm out of date with that kind of thing. But there are people, and I've run into them, and I know who they are who wear their white wings and they were never in a jump unit. Oh man. And they get called out for it. And when you do get caught by somebody that knows any respect that that person had for you is gone. It's gone. Why risk that? Another funny one is the pathfinders. (laughs) They are a teeny tiny little group Within the former Airborne Regiment, I'm sure there's still Pathfinder qualification in the the jump companies. I don't know. But it's still a super small community. Super small. And people will wear the actual Pathfinder patch on their jacket and get away with it. It's incredible. The other one that I've run into personally is tours. People saying that they did a tour that they simply did not do. And I found out people just by asking a few questions. I wasn't trying to root them out. I was just trying to drum up some conversation. Uh, People faking their tours to the Balkans. It's like, oh, okay, well, I was actually there. So were you here? Were you there? Were you at this town? Were you at that town? Were you on Op Cavalier? Were you on Op Harmony? Which one were you on? Uh, Was it a NATO tour? Was it a UN tour? And when they can't answer a single damn question, well, (laughs) now I got to cut some slack here because I have personally met people 
who I know for sure that did a particular tour and their mind is pretty much wiped out the whole tour. They honestly can't remember much about it. Very few details. They know that they were there, but that's about it. Uh, for whatever reason, their mind just didn't hang on to it. And they've blocked out those memories. I understand that. There are a couple of portions of my tour that I know happened. Um, it's documented, <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't remember it at all because my mind doesn't want to. So we got rid of it. So that does happen from time to time. People do have foggy memories about intense situations. So it is possible. But for the most part, people are going to be able to name a few different towns or at least some of the big things like what year it was. <laughs> <laughs> what the name of the operation was, what rotation it was, what roto were you on. And for the folks that actually served, but they try to embellish their service, they get caught. But it's incredible how long some of them go before they do get caught. There was one lady who served and had quite the rack of medals on her chest whenever a parade came around and it was time to put on your medals. She had a couple extras on there and got away with it for 20 years before somebody finally did the math on it and said, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell? <laughs> you weren't there. What is going on? And they cross-referenced her service record and uh, she got charged for it and probably got a dishonorable discharge. I don't know. I'm not sure what the uh, reprimand was for it, but still got away with it for 20 years. I don't know how that happens. Now, the damage of embellishing service is this. It takes away from all those that actually did the things you're claiming that you did. It diminishes their actual exploits or their actual service. And it's so sad because you don't need to do it. If you were never deployed, it doesn't matter. You served. You should be absolutely proud of that. Absolutely proud. And I understand the feeling of incomplete service. I understand that. I was never in Afghanistan and I have a feeling of incomplete service because I feel like I didn't have buddy six. It sucks. I wish I had a second or a third tour, but I don't. Just got one little one. It was enough for me. And I do have a sense of incomplete service. So if that's why you're doing it, I, I understand the temptation. I do. But you're going to get caught. And it does harm. It's not a victimless crime. It isn't. Because it takes away from those that actually did these things. And anyway, um, the most common types of embellishment of service seems to happen, at least within my experience, within the Army, more than the other two elements, more than Air Force and Navy. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just been my experience. Generally, combat arms and the engineers. So infantry, armored, artillery. If somebody's going to lie about um, uh, their service, it's generally within within that. Um, and pilots, people that say that they were a pilot but weren't. Okay, uh, the second type of stolen valor is 100% fake service. So bizarre. I just shared something on Facebook about a guy um, with a big rack of medals, Legion member, the whole nine yards, shows up at Remembrance Day ceremony. Some of these people speak at schools. <laughs> oh my gosh. So gross. So bad. And I have a lot of empathy for them. I mean, it's gross and I want them to be charged 
properly, and a lot of them are. There's court cases that uh, uh, happen all the time. People are getting criminal charges for doing this. But I also understand that if you've never served and you're pretending that you did and you got all these stories of exploits, you are somebody who is really, really suffering from the previously mentioned low self-esteem, a feeling of unworthiness. You feel like you're not important. And I know that you need to feel like you matter. But do something then. Do something to earn that feeling. Don't have that fake feeling. It'll never fill your cup anyway. Go do some volunteerism. Do something that matters for other people. If you're lacking a sense of purpose, don't make up stories. Go find that purpose. Anybody can do it. Do some volunteering. Do something good. I used to be an adult literacy tutor. That felt pretty good. Go teach somebody how to read. There is something that you can do to serve your community, to serve others. You don't have to lie about it. That's my bit on stolen valor. I've run across a bunch of them, people that say that they did and they didn't, people that exaggerate what they did. It's a heck of a thing, but Stolen Valor Canada is all over it on Facebook and forever doing the investigations and outing these people. Now, I'm just going to close out with this. Be very slow to point your fingers at somebody. I keep waiting for somebody to point fingers at me and accuse me of Stolen Valor. Personally, I think would be Buddy, I'd kind of enjoy it. Um, I'd, I'd probably crack up laughing. But for a lot of people, if you question their service, I mean, that's super hurtful. Super hurtful. If you call somebody who is not a faker, a faker. So be super careful. Make sure you've done your due diligence. Maybe don't hack, uh, um, uh, jump on it yourself. Maybe hand it over to Stolen Val- Valor Canada, who usually gets it right. I know they've got it wrong once or twice. At least that's my understanding. Um, nobody's perfect, but be very, very careful before you f- accuse somebody of being a faker. I've run into them, and I know it's an awkward, awkward thing, especially at a Remembrance Day ceremony. But be cautious. Be cautious before you out somebody, because you don't want to be a dick. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. (laughs) 